Alrighty. Hey guys, happy 2020. I am so excited to kick off this new year with a brand new episode for you. I hope you all enjoyed your holidays, whether you were celebrating Christmas or Hanukkah or just the new year in general. I hope you enjoyed your time with friends and family. I know I did. I, for one, don't quite have a new year's resolution yet, but I think overall I'm trying to go into this new year, this new decade, actually, the 20s, get ready with just a more positive and optimistic outlook on life. I want to really take advantage of every opportunity thrown at me. I'm looking forward to traveling and exploring new places, meeting new people, making new friends. And overall, just I think with all the chaos and negativity and anger in the world right now, I, for one, am just trying to be a nicer, kinder individual and just be more genuine and real and authentic with others and wear my heart on my sleeve and just, yeah, <laughs> spread a little more kindness in the world. I think we all need it. And uh, yeah, feel free to, I guess, share what your resolutions are online. I'd love to hear. But one of the reasons why I'm really looking forward to sharing this episode with you guys today is because our guest is Kira Weathers, who some of you might know for her time on The X Factor UK in 2015. She was on season 12 of the show and finished actually in 11th place and was in the final four girls, which I think is such an accomplishment. And she had such a great run on the show. She got to work with Rita Ora as well as the rest of the judges. But I just think she had such a career there. And since then, she's done a lot of really amazing things. Some of you might know her from the singles she's released since then. She's worked on her music over the past few years. But I think what makes her such an important guest to have on and why I'm happy to have her on for this new episode of the new year is because she's going into this new year focusing on a new her. In 2019, over the past couple of years, she's dealt with a lot of ups and downs and she actually took a break from music for a little while, but is now ready to get back into it. She's working on new stuff. I'm so happy for her and I'm so excited to see where this new you know, year takes her, where this new decade takes her. And um, I'm hoping you guys can learn a little bit from her journey and maybe relate to it in a way. And yeah. I'm really excited to kick this episode off. So turn up the volume, get settled in, and I hope you enjoy. Hi. Hi, Kira. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Kat? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I hope you had a lovely Christmas and New Year. I know. Happy New Year. It's, yeah, Happy oh, New Year. <laughs> it went by so fast. I can't even believe it. 2020. My gosh. Oh, I know. I know it's come so fast insane but it was nice I got to go home back to Pennsylvania and spend Christmas with my family so yeah I had a good time (laughs) but yeah thank you so much for coming on I'm really excited I think this is going to be such a great episode but um I guess to get right into it and how I sort of discovered you you know we talked on the phone about how I sort of grew up watching both the X Factor UK and US versions. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, luckily, we have access to the BBC here in America. So that's how, you know, I found out about X Factor and then all the success of that. We had the US version. And yeah. um, I think, you know, definitely picked up a lot of steam here. 
But your season, season, uh, season 12, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I had watched that whole season. I followed it along. Um, that was the season of Louisa Johnson. And yeah, that's um, yeah. <laughs> and tons of just incredibly talented people, one of them being yourself. So that's how I found out about you. And I'm so excited you wanted to come on and do this episode. So oh, I guess I'm, I'm so honored that you asked. <laughs> well, I think you have a really interesting story. And I, I guess we'll just kick it off by uh, a little bit about your backstory. You grew up in St. Helens. You still live in St. Helens, right? Yeah, I'm a home bird. I love home. So I'm still here. <laughs> nice. That's that's how I am, too. I mean, obviously, I'm living in New York right now, but I'm only about a two and a half hour drive away from Pennsylvania. So I like to stay close to home. Yeah, that's me all over. Yeah, I'm a home bird. I love home. Oh, yeah. So I guess growing up there, what was your history with music like? I mean, did you, you know, grow up singing? So growing up, you know, um, my dad was in a soul and Motown band. He's, my dad's actually from Detroit, but he was over here with the army and decided to stay for a while. Oh, wow. Um, so my dad was in a soul and Motown band growing up, which, funnily enough, I never got to hear up until about a year ago. Somebody passed me a CD. So music's always been, you know, instilled in me. And uh, I remember mm-hmm. my uh, mum my saying when I was about seven, I was about seven years old, and um, they put me on karaoke, and they was like, oh, my goodness, like, K- Kira has a voice. <laughs> so from, yeah. So from there, then, it was just, like, little local competitions um, and theatre schools. And uh, my, my, my nan, she, bless her, she took so much pride in taking me to these competitions and auditions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it became more of a hobby growing up. Um, there wasn't so much to do with music. Um, at home, for me, music was always on, you know, whether I was helping my mum clean up, listening to the Whitney Houston greatest hits or whatever. Mm-hmm. Music was always there. I've always been surrounded by music. Um, but I would say, like, in, in school and stuff like that, there wasn't a lot for me to do musically. So um, it kind of, that's how, how, I kind of ent- how I kind of ended up entering these little competitions and stuff like that. Right. And, uh, and then from, from there on, um, as soon as I turned 18, my grandparents auditioned me for X Factor. <laughs> yeah, which is incredible. And I think also that's how a lot of people in music, I think, grow up. You know, most of the time they don't really think, oh, I can have a career in this. And they take it sort of, like you said, as like a hobby and something to do in their free time. Yeah, and then, 100%. Yeah, and then just all it takes is one little chance or opportunity and it can really blow into, up into something big. So, yeah, your grandparents, you said your grandparents actually put the audition through for you to yeah. X Factor. so they put the audition through and uh, they, they told me a lie. They told me that they, um, they hadn't done it and they didn't know how they got this email. My nan begged and begged me to go for it. So uh, I went for the audition and mm-hmm. it was only when I got to boot camp that she actually told me that it was, it was her who had put me in for it. You know, I didn't think my grandparents knew how to use the internet, but they fooled me, so... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. Cause like, I mean, and if you didn't find out until boot camp, like that's pretty like knee deep in the competition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one night I, I called them and I was like, you know, I don't know if I, if I belong here. Um, it was so daunting for me that even even then at the boot camp stage, you know, I don't know if I belong here. I don't know if I'm like out of my depth. Um, and she just gave me the biggest pep talk ever. And at the end, she said, "We didn't audition you for this for nothing." And I said, "What?" 
you, you, you auditioned me. And she was like, oh, I didn't mean to tell you that part. <laughs> <laughs> that's like way too funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that though. Like, that's great. Um, yeah. So then this all happened too. Like you were very young. I mean, you were 18, right? Yeah, that's right. That's crazy. And uh, so prior to that, you were just, you know, doing a typical 18 year old thing, like working in a bar and just, you were in school, correct? Yeah, I was studying um, to go to university. Right. So uh, I was I was still at school and I was working in like a local local pub, local bar, you know, just to earn a bit of money for the weekends and stuff like that. So um, one minute I'm I'm at school and in a bar, the next minute I'm on the biggest stage pub possibly in the UK. It was right. it was crazy. Yeah, and I guess like if you want to explain a little more about that, I mean. I've never been even close to being on a show, like a reality show like that, especially a reality competition show. Um, I'm assuming there's just cameras and like the hair, the makeup, everything. It's probably really fun, but also overwhelming. Yeah, it's pretty intense and insane. Um, I think in that moment, you're just in go mode. So you just go with the flow, you know, and it is it is so intense. But when like now sitting back looking at it, I had that, oh, I had such a good time. I had the most fun. You know, I met some amazing people who I'm still in touch with today, funnily enough. Oh, that's Down great. from, like, the ladies who did our hair and nails. Oh, to that's amazing. contestants who was on the show with me. Even to um, even to people who work on the show still, you know, the, the runners who look after you, the cameramen, mm-hmm. the producers. There's so many that I'm still in touch with on social media and stuff. So even, like, now looking back, Oh, it's a, it was a whirlwind. Amazing, very daunting, but such a whirlwind. It happened so fast. Oh my gosh, I can imagine. I mean, and it's such a journey too, like what you were saying, you know, remaining in contact with people and it's a journey that you go through and it's a really cool and interesting and crazy chapter of your life. So I definitely yeah, get it's, that. It's, it's really nice being able to look but look now at everybody who's on the show, even like I said to, to the camera guys and stuff, and to see where they're at now and what they're up to and stuff like that. So it's lovely being able to look back at those memories, but I, I love being able to see like how much everybody else has also progressed. And what oh my gosh, yeah. Now. It's, it's great. Well, that was the thing when I was doing my research too, uh, just last night and in preparation for this, I went back and watched a couple of your, like your audition and some of your performances. And it's also such a cool little like time capsule that that's all like on the internet, <laughs> which could be, I guess, a good thing or a bad thing, but you know, everything yeah. of you, it was just I the mean, sweetest thing. I mean, I've got to confess I've probably only watched my performances about once or twice. Stop. I, am, I am my biggest critique, so it's, it's something I hate doing. You know, obviously <laughs> I, I watch them back for my own personal critiques and and to progress and to pick up on things that I could change and whatnot. Right. But um, oh, the feeling of anxiety that I still get watching those videos. So yeah, I tend not to watch them anymore. To be honest, <laughs> I think that's totally understandable. I'm the same way with certain things. I'm like, ah, even even with the podcast, I obviously have to listen through to it, like to edit everything. But after yeah. that, I'm like, I can't li- like I hate hearing the sound of my own voice, yes. which is. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. Which I'm like, why am I even doing this as, you know, a hobby if like I hate the sound of my own voice, but I do. And <laughs> so, yeah, I totally agree and understand that. Oh, I'm but, glad. I'm glad. <laughs> but yeah, one of the reasons why um, 
you know, for this episode, I was really hoping to hear your experience and having been on The X Factor is because I just did an episode a few weeks ago with, uh, her name's Margie Mays, and she was on the past season of American Idol from this past year in the U.S. So the whole reason of that is because I think the X Factor, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because I think the cultural significance of the X Factor in the U.K., is very much a parallel to, you know, American Idol here in the U.S. Yeah, it's it's huge. You know, it's absolutely massive over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing I really didn't realize until being on the show. You are literally threw into this whirlwind and suddenly everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows everything about mm-hmm. you, you know, and it's, it's, it is crazy to kind of accept that and find a balance with it, especially... Um, you know the tabloids. You know, reading things that aren't true. Oh yeah. Reading things that you'd that like you'd love to go. Do you know what? I'd love to tell like the true side of that. You mm-hmm. know, just being able to take it with a pinch of salt and accept that it comes with the job. It, it's from from it being a hobby to to it being something that that it becomes your job. And you know, it's it's everything and all you care about. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's there are parts of it like the media and stuff like that that you do have to take with a grain of salt and and not get in your head about. So it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Definitely. But yeah, I just, I I thought it's so cool because, you know, here in, in the States, American Idol, which I'm sure you've known much about it over there in the UK, but I mean, I was talking about it with Margie when she was on and just the first like few seasons with people like Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, like it's incredible how significant that was on our society. I mean, just people tuning into like to watch and to vote. I mean, just millions upon millions of people. It's crazy. And then even in the UK, if you think about, I mean, my gosh, like One Direction, for example, all those guys like in their solo careers now, like that all came from one show. And it's it's wild. It really is. But it is. It's, it's, I think it's insane. I think it's amazing that this platform has been created, you know, for a lot of artists who without it would never have been heard Mm -hmm. but I think at the same time it's so important for artists to not get wrapped up in focusing directly on right this is it I'm going to get an X Factor and this is going to be my career because one thing I will tell you that I learned from the show is nothing goes the way you think it will go whether it's a good thing or a bad thing nothing goes the way you think it will go and especially from, from from once I left the show um if I would have written down before I even entered what I thought would happen after the show to what happened in real life, you know, it's two different things. I think you just got to prepare for every outcome. And I think for people wanting to compete on X Factor, the like of American Idol, I think the most important piece of advice that I would give to people is just to remain self-centered. Never forget, mm-hmm. you know, who you are, who you was before the show, um, Never forget about the people who are there for you always. It's 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 a whirlwind and it's very very easy to 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 lose balance. But I think if you if you just remember who you are and just be authentic, just be you. Don't try and please everybody else. Just mm-hmm. be you. Just be authentically you. And and I think at the end of it, it'll be the best journey to look back on. Oh my gosh, definitely. And I think that's something that uh, you did very well, in my opinion. Like having, like I said, just watching your audition tape last night, you just, you were completely authentic. You wore your heart on your sleeve. And I think that's just such a way to do it. 
you know, like I'll it's. Just, yeah, I, I'm a very emotional person, you know. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't hold that back on the show. I said that I would be the one who, uh, who wouldn't cry. But yet throughout the show, all I did was cry. <laughs> and that was just because I, I was, it was such an emotional roller coaster, you know. Some mornings you're up from 4 a.m. And then oh, and, yeah. and literally like somebody would say hi to me and I'd cry back and say hi, you know. And they're like, <laughs> why are you crying? I'm like, I don't know. I was just such an emotional person on the show, but I wouldn't change any of it. I wouldn't. Oh, no, not at all. And well, that's the thing, like, because it is a very overwhelming thing, I think, for an 18 year old, especially. And then um, let's just, I guess, talk about the judges from your season. So you had Simon Cowell, Cheryl, Rita Ora and Nick Grimshaw. Um, And you were one of Rita's Rita's girls, which was probably incredible. It was absolutely insane. I can't even put it into words. Um, the judges on my season were amazing. You know, we actually did get to spend a little bit of time with them. Cheryl mm-hmm. would pop around the house to check on her groups and she'd sit and have like shepherd's pie and stuff <laughs> like that. And she, Cheryl was just so, oh, she was unreal. If any advice that you wanted, Cheryl would give any critiques, anything. Like Cheryl was like the big sister for everybody. Oh. Like even though she had her groups, everybody like everybody would ask Cheryl if they needed anything like little bits of advice and stuff um having Rita as a mentor was I think the whole time I was starstruck so I did (laughs) actually struggle to string together conversations a lot of the time um but she was great you know she was um she she just looked amazing all the time Mm -hmm. and um she was very real Rita was very real very down to earth um she was she became one of the girls you know Mm -hmm. um yeah, she was. It was amazing having her as my mentor. Yeah, and it to me it seemed like such a great pairing because looking at the music you guys have like created, it's very similar. And so I'm assuming that was sort of easy to collaborate and work with her in that way. Yeah, working with Rita. I mean, she's an artist that I have covered in the past. You know, I still sing some of her songs now. Mm-hmm. Um, she's somebody that like that I looked up to most definitely. That I aspired to be like. So being able to work with her for me was just, it was, it was amazing. Oh, that's great. So then I guess going through the show, you came in 11th place, which was the final four uh, girls. And to me, I mean, that's a pretty impressive, like overall standing, given the fact that so many people, I, I don't know, I don't have a statistic on me, but I know so many people auditioned for that show. And I'm yeah, sure that was I just mean, like. It's, it's pretty incredible when you think about it, the hundreds of thousands of people who audition for the show and then there's little old me from St Helens who (laughs) works in a bar and is studying and here I am stood on the X Factor stage as one of the final four girls so it was unbelievable I think every milestone in the competition for me I I kind of um it was it was strange I was like okay you know I've got here (laughs) I'm happy now if I go home I've got here I'm happy now if I go home because I just never even expected to got, get through that first audition. Right. So so for me, being stood there as one of the final four girls was a dream come true. Yeah. And I mean, you never thought you'd be on the show having not even, you know, auditioned yourself for it. So that's, yeah. that's just crazy. And like, what an accomplishment. And I'm sure that just, like you said, like you could go home whenever and just feel happy about it. Um, it was it was insane it was absolutely insane 
And um, looking back on it now, it feels like it was a lifetime ago because mm-hmm. it was such a whirlwind. I think you forget to live in that moment. You forget to, you know, sit for a minute and go, okay, I am here. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> it's kind of something that, like, at the end of it, I was like, whoa, that's all over. Like, that's gone so fast, even though it's months and months and months in the making. Right, right. And so I guess uh, you had kind of touched on this before, but the whole experience, I guess, how impactful was that for you? And, you know, we talked a little bit about you were 18 when it started, and I'm sure that was a lot of growing up in a short amount of time. (laughs) And you probably learned a lot about yourself. Um, I guess if you want to just talk about any of that. Yeah, it was insane for me, you know, like I had to grow up really, really, really fast. Um, I had to I had to grow up really fast mm-hmm. and um, and kind of just wear it all on my, on my shoulders, you know, take it all on. And and it was it was insane. You know, at, at that present time, um, when I left the show, the impact it had on me was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The drive and determination it gave me, you know. And, I, and being able to go on and do my own UK tour, being able to work with like some amazing people and right. just being able to get out and see everybody who supported me, who voted for me. It's one thing seeing that support online and stuff like that, but actually going meeting those people and spending time with them people and, you know, just showing my gratitude and how grateful I really was for the support for me was my main focus. I think at the the end of the day, without all that support, I would never have got where I got in the show. Oh, definitely. So for me, yeah, that was my main focus. You know, it impacted me so much um, that I felt like I I felt like I owed it to all these people. You know, to go and meet them and to to just thank them in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. And I mean, I guess after the show, you know, a lot has happened since then. Um, you've had some ups and downs, but since the show ended you started releasing your own music uh yeah, in 2017 right. you had a single that dropped your debut single uh you gotta be and then you released another one talk to me after that and mm-hmm. uh yeah and then you you said you started touring and I'm sure that was just a whole whirlwind yeah I mean I can't put it into words when the single dropped when you gotta be dropped I was in so much panic thinking like what if this flops? What if nobody likes it? You know, it was a remake of, of such a well-known, renowned, popular song. And Desiree is such an amazing artist. I just wanted to do the song mm-hmm. justice. So when the song dropped and it got such a good reception and it was in all the top Spotify playlists, it was hitting the UK charts. I was yeah. absolutely blown away. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. And even still now when I have people call me and they're like, hi I'm in the shopping center your song's playing hi I'm in the gym you've just come on the telly your song's playing it's it's insane for me it is it's unbelievable that's wild I I mean I can only imagine that's crazy and I again like what an accomplishment and do you write a lot of music yourself I do write a lot of music myself so talk to me I wrote with a few guys up in Manchester Mm. um, and I've got so many demos that I'm just sat on you know, that I like my little babies and I'm umming and orange or I want to put them out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I do write a lot. But the thing is with me, like, I am such an emotional person. Um, so writing for other people is something that I'm enjoying at the minute. Being nice. able to not write about my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it's great. I, I love writing. Oh, that's incredible. Um, and then I guess the style of music that you created, how would you best describe that? 
I would describe it as, ooh, so, so far, I would say the direction that I'm going in now is completely different from you got to be and talk to me. Mm-hmm. But I would say you got to be, talk to me, uh, just really fun, lighthearted, mm-hmm. very tropical, but with so much sass. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, because just for, you know, listeners out there who have never heard your music, who I hope, you know, by hearing about you today that they'll want to go and download and yeah. go listen. So, um, I yeah, I, <laughs> I love the stuff that you've produced and that's out there. Um, it's like you said, really fun and just like a good time, literally like getting ready, put it on (laughs) and jam out. That was the vibe that I was going for. Oh yeah. I literally have like a playlist of songs specifically to play when like I get ready, like my makeup and hair and you know, get in the mood. It definitely fits that mold. But then, um, so I guess now you're writing music for other people too and working creatively in that aspect um, and then also with your own music, are there any difficulties you found being an artist, uh, in, you know, the UK, obviously there's so much out there from so many different people. Uh, did you find it hard at all to get your stuff noticed and your voice heard? A hundred percent. I mean, reaching out to labels and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, and sending them, my material was daunting. It was so daunting when you think about how many amazing artists there are in the UK at the moment and how and undiscovered as well. Um, but I think it's just a case of just like the show, laying it all on the line and saying, this is me. I hope you like it. If you don't, that's completely fine. Like, <laughs> I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep growing. If you do, amazing. Let's work. So yeah. um, it, it, even though it is very personal, you kind of have to strip them emotions back and and just put yourself out there and um and pray for the best. Oh my gosh, 100%. And that's the thing that I keep finding in you know, every person I talk to, I, I tend to talk to a lot of people in arts and entertainment or in, you know, a creative field and everybody just has the same struggle of going through a time where it's difficult to get their their voice heard and get noticed and it's tough, but you just you gotta have a thick skin and you gotta keep pushing and get to where you need to be yeah I mean I couldn't I couldn't have said it better myself mm-hmm. um it's it, it's crazy you know but work working on music especially is very like time consuming and demanding and even though it's what I love doing and I enjoy it so much mm-hmm. balancing it with you know a personal life as well um it's it can be so challenging especially you know when you have ups and downs but you've got to take the rough with the smooth and just take every opportunity and as it comes and just relish in that moment I think um so many times I've been distracted you know by personal circumstances and I, and you know I took a really long break from music because of personal circumstances so I think it's just a case of finding that place in the middle where your mind is right Mm-hmm. enough to focus on the music but you can it, it's 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 hard to explain just finding that balance where Definitely. everything everything sits right together um is a challenge but once you find that balance you know it it's it's so worth it no definitely 100 percent um and you know that is the thing when we last spoke uh you know we had talked about the fact that you have dealt with some loss some personal loss over the past few years and that caused you to take a, a break from music for a while. 
Um, and like, if you're comfortable talking about your journey of deciding to get back into music. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, sadly, I lost my nan the beginning of April, uh, the, the, the end of April, sorry, 2019. And mm-hmm. she was really my, um, she was my little cheerleader, you know, she was, she's the one who kind of kept me going. And it was so good seeing her sat there every single gig, right at the front and um, cheering me on. And it kind of became a staple that, you know, having her there, she was part of the furniture, just seeing that little mm-hmm. smile on her face. Right. really got me through it and really like kept me driven and kept me going so losing her I kind of like I, I had to I had to take a break to to take care of her you know and help her out she'd always taken care of me so it only seemed right for mm-hmm. me to put her first in that situation um but then once once we lost her it was I, I did lose my love for music so much it, I kind of felt like it had no purpose anymore there was no enjoyment in it for me so just taking the months out and obviously coming to terms with the loss that my, my family had had and stuff like that, I really realised that it wasn't that there was no enjoyment in it. It was just that I wasn't I wasn't giving it everything that I usually would. And that's why I wasn't enjoying it. So now I, I am getting back in the groove. And now at every gig, you know, I, I sing. And I see her in my head. I mean, just because she's not there doesn't mean she's not listening. Right. So um, I take her everywhere with me now, but um, but yeah, it's been really it is it has been really really tough. It's been really really tough, but mm-hmm. I just see it now that I'm I'm doing it for I'm doing it for her now. So right. Well, I think you know. Uh, thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of people go through periods in their life where you know they deal with either loss or just big changes and just you know when negativity strikes it's it's tough and you take a break from the things you love or friends and family and it, you go into a space and it's tough and i think also though those periods are healthy in a way because they allow you to get to where you need to be and yeah uh, 100% <laughs> without every struggle that I've had, I mean, in my very short 22 years of life. <laughs> but with, without all of them struggles, I don't think I would be half of the person that I am now. And I don't think I would be half as determined. So Definitely. And so now you're getting back into music and you're also, um, you had told me that you're thinking about going back to school uh, or furthering your education. Yeah, that's right. I've been looking into um, becoming a mental health nurse. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I uh, that I'm I'm putting some focus into at the moment. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah, that's great. And like you said, like you're 22, you're so young, you have so much time. But it's great that you know you're thinking these things and want to make moves and just get going. It's really inspiring. Yeah, that's right. I just wanna I just wanna be in a position where when I hit 30, I can have a look back at my life and be like. I've done the dance, you know, I've, I've accomplished some great things. Oh my so, gosh, yeah. Um, yeah, school is definitely one of those things that I want to take off that list. <laughs> well, that's crazy because I, I literally thought like on New Year's when we were entering, you know, 2020, it's like we're entering this new decade and like this is because I'm only 21 and this is the year of our 20s and so much is bound to happen. And uh, I, I'm just so excited to see like where this decade takes you where it takes me where it takes everybody um yeah I think it's gonna be an exciting one yeah I can't wait you know it's a new decade 
and I'm going to make sure that I make the most of this one. I'm really looking forward to it. I know. I like didn't come up with any New Year's resolutions yet, but like I'm trying to mentally think of some and but honestly overall I just want to I think the biggest one is just take advantage of every opportunity presented to myself and um just go for it, you know. Yeah, that's I'm the exact same with that. You know, I'm going to I'm going to take every opportunity as it comes, but I'm, I want to focus a lot on on me and I want to make sure that I get some good time in seeing amazing parts of the world and just really living life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, we, that's the thing I completely forgot to tell you. I, um, I'm booking a trip actually in April to London. I'm going to see London and Liverpool. So I'm really oh, excited. Way. Liverpool is like 20 minutes away from me. No way. Yes. That's what? incredible. Oh my gosh. I'll have to let you know. Cause I'm going, um, a friend and I'm, I actually have a friend over in London, Right now, shout out to Brie. She lives over there and she's going to school at um, uh, London School of Economics. And uh, yeah, so she's studying, getting her master's. And yeah, I'm going over in part to see her, but then also to just go visit and travel around. I've been to London before, but, you know, it's such a big city and I hopefully like we'll have more time to explore it this time around. Um, but then Liverpool, I've never been before, and I'm such a Beatles fan. I'm so excited. Oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. We're definitely going to meet up and go and get some lunch. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> really excited. So that's my, you know, hopefully some, the start of my 2020 travels. But, yeah, I definitely I agree. I want to see as much as I can and travel as much as I can and just take advantage of every opportunity, so... Oh, you're going to have the best time here in Liverpool. So I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully we can meet up. Yeah, definitely. But thank you so much again, Kira, for coming on and talking. Um, I think you have just such a really inspiring story. And I appreciate, you know, your hustle out there in the world, trying to work on you and trying to create. I just I think you have such a great future ahead. I think you're going to have a great decade. (laughs) Oh, I hope so. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I'll be in touch. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you so much, Kat. All right. Bye. Have a good day. I'll speak soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, guys. I really hope you enjoyed hearing from Kira. I know I did. And I'm so glad she came on the show to talk about her time on the X Factor UK. I think she had such a great run on the show and got to experience so many positive things from it, getting to work with Rita Ora and just meeting so many other, you know, talented singers and friends. Um, I love hearing about how she's still friends with the crew. And yeah, I'm just so glad she came on to talk about that because it was such a great parallel to our conversation with Margie Mays last episode and her experience on American Idol. I think both shows are very similar, but with two different cultures and two different societies of people watching, it was really interesting to hear about, you know, the similarities and differences. But one of the reasons why I'm really glad Kira came on to talk to us today is because I think it's really important as we enter into this new year to focus on ways in which we could better ourselves, ways in which we can grow and expand and transform. And she's doing just that. I think it was great to hear about how, you know, she had to take some time away from her passions to really focus on it and get back into it. And working on new music and thinking of going back to school, I'm just so proud of her. And I think that's just such a great positive 
outlook we need to have on this new year. And, you know, possibilities are endless. I've said it before and there's so much you can do. And I'm just, I'm really happy for her. I think she's such a sweet soul and I can't wait to see where all she goes. And in general, I just hope you can learn from her journey and I hope it inspires you in some way to take a leap and jump into this new year and try something new or, you know, get back into an old passion you had and just keep working and keep focusing and growing. But yeah, I really encourage you guys to continue to follow Kira's journey. Her Instagram handle is listed below and also just download some of her music, go find her. She's on Apple. She's on Spotify. I really encourage you just to give her a listen. She's such a great soul and I'm so happy she came on. Um, with that said, I thank you guys for listening again. As always, feel free to find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Handling It Podcast. And always, I encourage you to send us your thoughts, your feelings, any ideas you have about who to bring on for the next couple episodes. Feel free, DM us, message us. And thank you again so much for listening. Talk soon. Bye.